<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Fro Show. My name is Frank Mankin and I'm joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Joe Murray. Hello, Frank. Why was that not on solo? Um, I can hear my own voice. You can't now. I can't now. I fixed it. Because uh, why not? That's why. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, welcome yeah. to episode 75, I think. 76. Is it? Yes. 76. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say... I think 76. I'm going to say 76. Okay. okay. Just count. <laughs> <laughs> How many weeks have we done? <laughs> um, hello. Hi. Welcome. Thanks. Um, so I was talking to you about something right before the show and you said, shut up, we'll talk about it on the show. Yes. So you were good. <laughs> I could hear the blab coming. like, Oh, now I don't have anything to talk about. Okay. Oh, that's what I was waiting for. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Please tell me about it now. I do really want to know. Okay. So I've been watching this show. Um, and so it's, it's kind of Rami Malek's big, big break. He was a well-known actor before this. He was in Nights in the Museum, like you said. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's a show called Mr. Robot. Uh, it's made by Sam Esmail. And I'm a couple episodes into season two now. And I kind of, it, it was really big a couple years ago. So it came out in 2016, ended in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um and was really big for a little bit. Was like on the level of like Game of Thrones and things like that. I completely oh, wow. missed it. Just had never seen it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I had like free time last week and started watching it, and I blasted through the first season in a couple of days. Yeah. So it's it's really good, and then not short episodes. Like the oh, first really? episode is like an hour fifteen. Ooh. It's like yeah. It's an investment. <laughs> um. But g- the general premise of the show is, um. Uh, is is this guy? He's a hacker, um, and he is like an activist, ha- a hacktivist. So the show opens with him like um, taking down this coffee shop owner who owns like child pornography and things like that, and like distributes it. Um, right. And so like that's how the show opens, but um, it gets like weirder and weirder as the show goes on. Um, so he's like this hacktivist, but he works at this company that does cybersecurity for like. Essentially, it's kind of like a spoof on all of the tech conglomerates across the world. So in the show, I can't remember what it's actually called, but basically the whole show is from like, it's it's all from his narration, essentially. So you watching the show are literally his imaginary friend. So he talks to you as if you're his imaginary friend. Interesting. Yeah, so it's super weird. And so when things happen in the show, he's like, did you know? Like, did you know that that yeah. was going to happen? Were you there for that? Huh. Um, really weird and super meta. Yeah. But um, because of that, that's like slowly introduced. But in the first episode, he's like, um, this is the company that does this. They're technically called like Elta Corp or something like that. Mm. But in his head, he like switches it out for evil. So uh, every time it's said in the show, it's Evil Corp and everything says Evil Corp. Uh, so it's really weird like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to slowly get into spoilers for the first season now mm. um, because it's just like, it's a really difficult show to talk about without those spoilers. Mm. But um, yeah, so the whole show is from his perspective. And basically what happens in the first couple episodes is he does this job where like for his cybersecurity job where he has to go fix this server that's been hacked. And when he's fixing it, it like has this file in it that says like, 
um, if you want to join this hacktivist group, don't delete this file. Right. Um, and that's it. And then he gets mm. contacted, like goes into this hacktivist group, bunch of stuff happens. They come up with this whole plan to take down this this company. And um, their, their general plan is that they want to wipe all of the financial information that they have. And because this is like the big tech conglomerate in this universe, like everything goes through them. Yeah. Basically. Um, so that's like the general arc for season one is them trying to do this. Now the hacktivist group has um, this leader um, whose name is Mr. Robot. <laughs> and he is like, he's played by Christian Slater, which is fantastic. He kills it. Mm. Um, and so he is like the leader of this organization. And then um, there's, so the, the show kind of plays out normally for a little bit. Like he, it's just him kind of working this out, like putting all these pieces together, joining the hacktivist group, helping them, <clears throat> that sort of thing. And then um, as that progresses, you kind of get more of an idea of his psychological state, like how he's a super unreliable narrator and you just miss details here and there because he won't share them with you. Oh. Um, and like you, you, mm -hmm. you go through him, like he starts the show as a morphine addict and then as the show progresses, he like, um, he, he goes cold turkey and he quits morphine. And so like you go through this whole journey with him, but up until this point, everything's pretty normal. And then at the end of like episode seven, there's been like a couple really weird things that have happened during the show. Like episode five opens with one of the people from the hacktivist group and the main character's best friend doing a ballet class together. But up mm. until this point in the show, you they haven't met. Oh. And so you're kind of just like, why... Why are they there? Yeah. How do they know each other? Who is this person? Yeah, like uh, like they're, they're fully fleshed out characters in those two parts of the oh, world. Right. But then like, why are they here now together? Anyway, ep I think it's episode seven, but right at the end, he's talking with this girl from the hacktivist group. And there's been a couple other things that have happened. Like she just shows up at his apartment and like makes herself at home and that sort of thing. And you're kind of like, that's really weird. But that like fits into her character. And then um, at the end of the episode, she says something like, you know, um, I really love you, Elliot. I think you're great. Blah, blah, blah. Elliot kisses her. And then she's like, did you forget again? And like they go goes through this whole thing. And what? then you find out that she's like his sister and that oh. Mr. Robot is his dad. And it's like this whole like thing Whoa. of everything that's happened up to this point, like falls into place and it all clicks and it's just like, <laughs> your mind is just blown <laughs> and you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> and so that's how that episode ends. And it's like, he goes through his, his old photos, which you've seen before. Mm. Like they've shown them earlier in the show. It's like these Polaroids. And when they showed it originally, it was just him and his mum. And now they show it again. And it's like him, his mum, his sister and his dad as well. Oh. So they like re-show all those photos. Yeah, And it's just like, one of those just like mind blowing moments where you're like, ah, <laughs> what? That's and insane. then, and then after that, the next episode, you're like, um, he, like Mr. Robot, his dad shows up at his door and like takes him out on this like whole escapade where they like go back to their childhood home and they have an argument and Elliot, the main character, like, 
there's like this whole thing that's been happening where when Elliot was a kid, his dad pushed him out the window mm. um, and they go back to the childhood home and Elliot pushes him out of the window. Oh. Um, anyway, they end up making up and then his dad is like, well, I got to show you this place. Um, and while all of this is happening, Darlene, his sister and Angela, his friend, who had the ballet class together, they obviously know each other because they've all grown up together mm. and that's how that all connects. But um, they're trying to find Elliot um, because he's run off. And then like they kind of catch up in this cemetery where Elliot's dad has taken him. And they're having this conversation in the cemetery as Angela and Darlene are like running up from way, way, way away. Um, and he's like, you know, they're going to try and take me. Don't let them take me, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what is happening <laughs> right now? Yeah. Like, are Angela and Darlene the bad guys? And like um, Elliot, Elliot's totally fine physically, but Elliot's dad has obviously been thrown out the window. So he's like got a broken ankle and like mm. cuts all over his face. So they're having this whole conversation. And um, as Darlene and Angela like rock up, the camera like goes out and it's just Elliot standing there and they're like, who are you talking to? And they're like at his dad's grave. <laughs> and so the whole time, and then he goes through this whole like breakdown scene where like the camera cuts and it comes back to him and suddenly he has the cut on his face and suddenly he's limping and like what? you, and it, and it's all like in his head. He's like talking to you, the audience. And he's like, did you figure it out yet? Did you know? Like, do you, do you really need me to say it? Do you want me to say it? And then he's like, I'm Mr. Robot. And then it's like credits. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So oh. it's like this whole, like, you get one massive twist in one episode and the episode immediately after yeah. is this other completely <laughs> massive plot twist. And you're just like, what is actually happening right now? And then like, th and that's only like, that's what I would say is like the turning point for the show where you go like, oh, this isn't a show about hacking. Yeah. <laughs> you're like the hacking is the backdrop for the show, but the actual show is about his mental state and his like the psychological effect of that on his world. Yeah. Anyway, that's just like the the first big plot twist. Mm. There's many, many more. Yeah. I've had like three or four times where, and I never, ever do this. I mm. never do this, where I've literally gasped out loud. <laughs> and I'm normally very chill watching TV shows. Yeah. Like I'm pretty much just like, oh, that sucks. But there's <laughs> been like moments where like people have died or something has happened where I'm like, <gasps> what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> So it's just, oh, it is so good. And the cinematography is insane. Yeah. It is so well shot. Wow. The whole show is just, it's beautiful. And the music choices are so well done. Mm. Like there's, um in the episode that I just watched, Elliot like um, ostracizes himself to try and like help himself get better. Anyway, he like ends up, after all the realizations that, um, Mr. Robot is him and it's in his head. Mm. He's essentially schizophrenic and sees his dad. Yeah. Um, he's like trying to get rid of him. And then like at the end of this episode, he like comes to terms with the fact that he's just going to have to live with this. Um, and then the, the song that they play through the credits is where's my mind, like a cover. Oh, right. And it's like an instrumental cover of where's my mind. And like th when you realize that and it clicks, you go, oh, that's, 
really smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, yeah. really cool. Um, but it's it's so, so, so good. It is so well done. Yeah. And Rami Malek is such a good actor and he crushes this role because mm. it's such it's such a hard, weird role because the, the character is inherently not likable because okay. he's just like this weird, anxious, like offbeat dude. And it just like none of it makes any sense. Um, and so the show gets a bit hard to follow, but it's one of those shows where like you get to a certain point and like you're kind of just going along with everything that's happened up until that point and then one thing happens and everything before it falls into place. Yeah. And it all just clicks. It's like dominoes. It's it's really cool. I can I can tell how satisfying that would be. Yeah. That big realization is like Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the ones that I've said. I won't say any more, but there's already been like twelve of those. Oh wow. Like the the that one is just like the easiest one to portray because that's not really like you can kind of put those pieces together while you're watching the show. Mm. It's more so the fallout of those things that makes it so interesting. But um, yeah, there's other moments that are just like these massive plot twists that I won't say because I think you should watch the show. I think I should. But um, that are just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's some really cool stuff going on. Like there's these two, that's actually, this is one of the really cool things. So, there's one thing that like really solidified to me how good a writer Sam Esmail is, the mm. guy who wrote the show, um, because there's these two characters and he's introduced as the villain of the show, but as the show progresses, you kind of realize that he's not like, he's a bad guy, but he's not the bad guy. <laughs> right. Like he's just, he's just a bad, he just has kind of flawed morals, but yeah, anyway. Mm. Um, but what's really cool is, so him and his wife um, speak different languages. So that whenever they're together alone, they speak a different language. It's all subtitled. But yeah. what's all, what's super, super interesting is that they're both speaking a different language. So he's oh. speaking Danish and she's speaking Swedish or the other way around. But I can't quite remember which one it is. But right. what makes that super cool is for two reasons. One... Um, it is physically possible for that to happen. Danish and Swedish oh, really? is close enough that you could very easily communicate with a partner in your language and have them understand and reply in their language with like, I saw it, I, I did research on this, but it's like one to 200 hours. Like it's not a crazy amount. Oh, okay. You just start speaking, ask questions about different words and it'll eventually just click. Hmm. Um, but what's really cool is the differences in those languages exemplify their characters so like, I can't I can't remember which one speaks what, but it's like the guy the guy his language is um, more direct but less harsh, mm. and her language is way harsher, but like beats around the bush a lot more, which is like how uh, their characters kind of are. Yeah, um, which is just really cool, and yeah. that's one of those things where it's like you don't realize that, but then you look into it, and it's it's super cool, hmm. um, and so. You know how when we were watching Loki, how I like pulled up the Reddit threads, the Reddit discussion threads. Mm. So I've been doing the same thing with Mr. Robot. I'll finish an episode and as I'm starting the next episode, I'll be reading the discussion thread yeah. for the prior one. And it's just really fun doing that because I'm reading threads from six years ago, seven years ago yeah. of people that are experiencing it in real time. Mm. So it's like... 
I can kind of go back and have that same experience of like, what is happening right now (laughs) with people that have inevitably already finished the show. Yeah. But in that little snapshot, they're done. They haven't. They've just seen this episode, which I think is super cool. That is really cool. Um, But yeah, I'm really loving the show. I'm, I'm a couple episodes into season two and season two has gone off the rails. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow! It's gone. It's gone pretty mental. How many seasons are there? Four. Okay. Um, and they're each like eight or nine episodes, so it's not too okay. bad. That's um, a nice amount to be able to go back and watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely very doable. Mm. Um, and like each episode, they they don't. It doesn't really do big cliffhangers. Like most of the endings will be satisfying enough that you can walk away. Mm. But you do want to watch the next episode. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's really cool. The characters are sick. Like, they're really well written. And the, whole sh- the show on the whole is just... It's shot beautifully. The music is great. The sound design is awesome. I noticed the sound design oh, damn. on this one. That must be pretty good then. Because mm-hmm. there was one scene where... I think it's Angela and Elliot are talking. They're talking by a fountain in the middle of New York City. The show's set in New oh, York. Oh, right. And I was just like, the sound design here is really good. Yeah, like I can <laughs> hear like, everything. Like a, you got like the taxis in the back. You can hear the buses, like mm. the fountains there. You hear some bikes go past and it's like, it like it, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound real, mm. but it sounds believable. Like it's yeah. like you, you can tell if you really think about it that that's not the sound. But it doesn't bother you, like it's not. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but nah, it's that, that's like a tick for the yeah. the sound design. He's like, I've done my job. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really nice. It's like hyper realism. Yeah, where it's exactly. yeah, it's it's how you would remember that moment. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's it's a really cool shoot. And there's some there's some gross, disgusting stuff in the show. Oh really? There's this <laughs> there's this one scene. Where he, because um, he's a, so he's a drug addict, and in <laughs> this is season two, he's like trying to get his dad out of his head so that he's not like constantly there, mm. and so he's like, I know, great idea, I'm gonna do Adderall all the time and just be like overdosing on Adderall, mm. and so he takes like eight pills, and um, his dad like takes over and makes him throw up. Right. So that he doesn't overdose on the pills. Yeah. And then the vomit's all on the floor and all over his hands. And he's just, it's a disgusting shot. Yeah. And then he like looks up at his dad, looks down at the floor and goes, what, what, what? <laughs> starts eating all the pills oh. off of the floor. <laughs> and I was, I was just sitting there like, <laughs> yuck. So yeah. Oh, so disgusting. super gross, but mm. um, yeah, it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Turned off it now. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but no, it's really yeah. good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I'm I'm super keen. Apparently, it's one of those shows that, like, doesn't have a downwards trend. Oh, yeah? Like, the, the, it, the story ends really well, um, which is good, because I know a lot of shows that don't end very well. Mm. Well, they just keep going. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop mm. talking about Mr. Robot now. But What's it on? What? It's on Stan. Okay, cool. So you can watch I'll it because you have it. my login. I do, somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you're on the profile thing. I see your profile when I oh, log in. Oh, so maybe it's at home. <laughs> yeah. I should try that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like my name and it's got Joe's name. Oh. <laughs> it's cute. Um, oh, no, I'll, we'll watch an episode. We'll watch the first episode while I'm making lunch. 
Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm game. Skadoos. Um, yeah. Sick. Yeah, anyway, cool. uh, well, over to you. I was going to say, going back to like the sound design mm. and you were saying in hyper-realism, mm-hmm. it's, I'd be very interested if you notice that in like in a scene that sounds like it was kind of shot in one like place. Does yeah. that make sense? Or like the characters didn't move very much. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see what the sound design is for the rest of it and how they like do that hyper-realism stuff because I remember doing... The, ho- the whole sound, the sound design of the whole show is like that. Yeah? Yeah, so the best way that I can describe it is it's like they... You know how you, like, when you record somewhere, you take, like, a plate recording? I don't know what the actual word for it is, but, like, mm. you just record with no one else, none of the actors talking. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing you do in, like, a room before you film, mm. so that it's not like you don't have the dead silence. Yeah. It's kind of like that, except, like, cranked up to 100. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I remember doing a project where we had to, where my job was making the, the I guess atmosphere sound right, mm. and like, for one of the scenes, it, the, it's between like a, a father and a son. I think I spoke about this like probably episode forty or something. But anyway, yeah. Um, between a father and the son, father and his son, and they're like having a conflict, and it gets to the point in the show where the son is like really annoying to the dad and he's just trying to work at home. Um, And so at the point at the climax, when he's like at his most annoyed, we've got like lawnmowers and stuff going in the background and whippersnippers. Whereas like, you know, it wouldn't norm, you wouldn't necessarily definitely hear that. And there's like lots of dogs barking in the background, lots of cars going past the house. Um, Yeah. That sort of thing. So I think, when you know a sound designer has like thought of that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what Mr. Robot does. Yeah. It's yeah. all that sort of sound design. Yeah. Um, and they, they use a lot of, the <laughs> they use a lot of um, sub. Oh, really? <laughs> and we obviously recently got yeah the sub. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that at 10 o'clock at night is apparently very annoying. Oh, really? <laughs> I was listening at like literally, I was watching it like two on the TV. Oh, really? And like it still just reverberates through the house. Yeah. Like it just goes. Yeah. Because that like that's the sounds that like that they've used. And it's like a super like deep defined <laughs> sub. Like whenever anything like remotely bad happens, it's like. <laughs> the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes the, the you know, audio great. It's mm. awesome. But, um, yeah, it's very annoying. Because <laughs> there's, there's no way to watch the show quietly. Right. Because, like, it, the dialogue could be almost dead silent and everything else just goes boom. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I always yeah. find it interesting to watch shows with headphones on, mm. like good quality headphones, because then you hear all that, all the extra little stuff that you can't, nec- can't always hear with speakers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, do you have anything else? Surely. Um, I mean, I've been <laughs> <laughs> talking about TV shows. I've mm-hmm. been, I've watched more of Bojack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Going way back to this. I'm in the last season now. Oh, wow. I think oh, I've wow. seen maybe the first episode or I stopped. Bef- oh, no. I think I've seen the first one or two episodes of the yeah. last season. Um, and I'm really scared to finish it. Yeah. I don't want it to it's end. It's like that, isn't it? Yeah. What was the end of last season? 
Um, Bojack spoilers incoming. Yes. So end of last season, he goes into the rehab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Last season was intense. Yes. Yeah. Because there was that episode uh, where he's acting. Yeah, I think I'd seen this episode before and I accidentally rewatched it mm. and I was like traumatized. Yes. <laughs> it's the one where he's acting as a cop um, and he's like sleeping with his co-star oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like doing lots of pills and he's tripping and you don't know yeah. what's real and what's not. And yeah. then at the end he ends up strangling yeah. his co-star. Oh, that episode was depressing. He's yeah. depressing. Yes. So... Okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be up and see what other episodes are in that season. Yeah. So now I just, f- I'm kind of just at the bit where he's in rehab and he's actually like trying to do Better it properly. Yeah. yeah. So I am very worried for the ending. Yes. Uh, and all the characters are starting to like split off into their diff- into their own stories, and I'm just kind of yeah. like, but why? That's season five, right? Yeah. Season six. No, but. No one, you just finished this season five. Yeah, so I've definitely watched the first episode. Oh, season the six. showstopper. The second last episode has. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, the, the, that's one. the one. That has one of my favorite shots of the whole show, that one. Mm. The one with the big. The last one, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so excited for you to watch the last season. Oh, I'm so scared. The last season is the best, but most brutal. Yeah. It also has my favorite episode of the whole show in it. Right. So watch it fast, please. Okay. Because I just... I, oh, I just, I no, need it to, has... Hang on. I need to be emotionally prepared every time I sit down. Because almost every time I've sat down to watch this show so far, I've been like, yeah, let's watch a sitcom because yeah. I need brain off time. Did you watch Free Churro as well? Is that... Which That's the funeral episode. Yeah. That is also one of my favorite episodes. That's intense. I, I was so confused by that episode when I watched it the first time because I was watching it... Is like so when I was watching Bojack, I would watch it like at the end of the day, and I'd do an episode right before I went to bed. Mm. <laughs> and I was like standing there in my bathroom, and I like going to brush my teeth and get ready, and I pressed play on this episode, and I was kind of just like half paying attention, brushing my teeth. And I was like, this episode hasn't moved. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We're, we are still in the same spot. <laughs> and so I like finished brushing my teeth and got in bed and I was like, I should probably watch this more intensely. <laughs> I restarted the episode and like properly paid attention to it. And then I was just like in bed at like 11 o'clock at night, just crying. Yeah. That was a really sad episode. Yeah. But it's such a good show. Yeah. It is such a good show. I'm so excited to see what you think of the ending. Yeah. Because I personally think that it's a perfect ending mm. i think that i think that it is the only way that the show could have ended right yeah, see that's the thing i'm just scared yeah i just don't want it to end yeah it's definitely no. one of those shows i think i'm about ready now to rewatch it yeah 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 i see how you need that time to just like yeah not watch yeah, yeah. it's um it, it's it's it a brutal it <laughs> it's a lot yeah um, but yeah what do you think what do you think so far of the last oh, season. Man. I What do yeah. you think of the actually let me let me change that. Yep. What do you think of the progression of the show up to this point? Cuz the show changes so much from season 1 to season 6. Yeah. I think season was it season 2 that you kind of realize you really start to realize this guy's not good. Not healthy, yeah. And not yeah, not healthy and he's like 
not really a good guy. Yeah. And then now at this point, at least for me, all the way up until now, I've been like trying to see him as good. You try to like, rationalize it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on, you know, just do something good. Like that decision was okay. You know, that's, that was an okay decision. Yeah. And then, but he just keeps doing things <laughs> that are bad and it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, yeah, it's about now in the show where you kind of go, like when he's in rehab, you're like, okay, um, you're just not a good person. Yeah. And you just kind of come to terms with that. Well, see, even now, like um, he was trying to help this kid that got out of rehab. Oh, or yeah. Who tried to escape rehab or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, even then you're like, okay, that was, you know, that was good. Good on you, Bojack. Yeah. And then, and then it all backfires. Yeah. There's other decisions like, okay, well. <laughs> you could have not done that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting and it's, yeah, it gives an extra attachment to the character. Yeah. I think so too. I think that the fact that he's a bad person makes you more invested. Yeah. As stupid as that sounds. It's a dynamic that like no other show has done from my experience at least. Yeah. I've definitely, I've watched a couple shows that have tried to do that, like make a main character intentionally bad. Mm. But I think uh, it's really hard for a show to pull it off well. Yeah. Yes. But uh, should we segue right along? Sure. All right. Sure. Now. To I'm Segueing to you, though. To this? Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me off guard here. Oh, I want to talk about the music you were listening to before pre-show. Yeah. Can you tell us about how you found it, what it is, why you like it? So I've been listening to exclusively 60s scat music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, uh, country scat music. That's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> That's objectively <laughs> not funny. Objectively not funny. Yeah, well. Um, no, okay. Real talk. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of like mid 90s early 2000s hip hop yes um and i've always really loved it but i've never been able to properly nail like the people that i like so i'd go through i'd find like a couple songs that i like but then they would have started their careers like early 2000s and then progressed like taylor swift sure uh, well, for example. Yeah, for example. I would have said more like Eminem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I meant more like a, for an obvious change in right, style. Right, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people like that and a lot of a lot of rap that I... And hip... Well, it's hard. So I used to think that I liked rap. But as I'm learning more and more, I'm realizing that what I actually like is hip-hop and soul. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that some rap has an overlap. Yep. Wiggity whack. (laughs) 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 Again, objectively not funny. funny. Um, Yeah. So um, I ended up stumbling. Well, not stumbling. So Atlanta, I was watching Atlanta. I talked about it a little while ago and I will show you need to watch. Um, And I was watching that. And so I ended up listening to the soundtrack for a little bit. And then I, I, pulled a bunch of songs from that soundtrack um, and was listening to them for a little bit. And then I found this one group that I just, I consistently kept coming back to. And it was one song by The Far Side. 
Um, and it's a song called, let me find it. Is that the same guys that you sent th- me the uh, music video of? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a song called Passing Me By. Um, yes. And it is from the album Bizarre Ride 2 from 1992. Oh. Um, so it is... Early 90s. Early 90s. It is nine years older than me, <laughs> this album. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so I found this one song and I was just obsessed with it. I kept playing it over and over again. Found a couple other Far Side songs that I really liked. Um, and then I was like, I didn't really know where to go from there. Mm. Because like you go to these Spotify artist pages and then because it's hip hop, rap, whatever, you go mm-hmm. to the similar artists and it's like Drake. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. Drake, Biggie. Yeah. Like you get all the like big names. And yes, they're good artists, but it's not the same vibe. Mm. Anyway, so what I ended up doing was I went and I was watching a bunch of their old music videos, which by the way, the far side music videos are mental. Mm. They are super well done. Um, but I was watching one of their music videos and as you do when you're watching a YouTube video, I was scrolling down through the comments and just reading as I was watching or listening, I should say. And there was this one comment that pretty much just listed a bunch of musicians of the same vibe. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm, so I'm going to read them. These are all of the musicians that this person listed. The Far Side, Souls of Mischief, Hieroglyphics, Blue and Exile, Living Legends, The Grouch, Murs, Eli, Zion Eye, People Under the Stairs, Black Alicious, Gift of Gab, Dilated Peoples, Jurassic Five, this is what he wrote, are all amazing, bringing soul, lyrics, unique flows and melodies, originality and fun to music from the West Coast, like A Tribe Called Quest, Della Soul, Most F, Gangstar, Guru, Mr. Life, etc., on the East Coast, or Loop Fiasco, Atmosphere, Idea, Jay Diller, etc. In the we- in the Midwest, give them all their flowers now. So that was the comment that this person wrote. Mm. So what I did was I went on Spotify, searched up every single one of those names, and just took their top five songs and chucked them in a playlist. Nice. And I've been vibing to that <laughs> for the past couple days, and it is just so good. Yeah. Um, Do you have a preference between like East Coast or West Coast music? Because um, I know at least, well, probably a bit before that, there was a big difference. Yeah, I actually have not thought about that. Hmm. I think it's uh, pretty well, it looks like it mostly leans East Coast. Oh, interesting. Like New York Yeah, that stuff. makes sense. Because the far side are East Coast. I That's kind of your your. Oh no, right? East Coast is West West Coast. What far side is far West side Coast? Far side is West Coast. <laughs> Sorry, East Coast is West Coast. <laughs> um, interesting. Uh, what's hang on? I'm doing research now. No, this is good. <laughs> um, it it actually might be West Coast. I would have seen you as a more East Coast kind of guy. Me too. Like New York. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm going to have to listen more and figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you should work that out. Um, I'd be interested. But I, I'm, I'm bumping this playlist. Mm. It is, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and I think this is something that I've always talked about with rap, is that my biggest frustration with rap is when lyrics aren't important to the artist. Like when it's all about the beat 
and mm -hmm. the words actually don't matter and the words are literally just there to to give it another melody basically yeah. where it's just like just like pop yeah which is fine it's its own genre but i personally don't like it no um, i agree i like you know the the first rap artist that i really got into was watsky mm. particularly because his lyrics were so well written and now looking back on that i can also see that a lot of his work is heavily influenced by soul and early hip-hop mm. um and so now listening to all of this i'm kind of like all of that's falling into place and that's kind of like that realization of like oh i'm actually just into classic hip-hop yeah which is really cool i like that a lot um and i think it's really cool so i've made this massive nine hour long playlist that i have to work my way through uh yeah it's that's a lot huge. of names <laughs> it's a lot of names and a lot of these songs are like six minutes long yeah right because it was 90s hip hop and no one had any rules. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just went, blah, mixtape, blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's super cool. Um, the music is, is so fun. Um, and it just, it puts me in such a good mood. I was saying before to Joe that in <laughs> when I was having a shower this morning, I just oh, like yeah. had the speaker bumping um, and was just like doing the, the cliche movie intro where you're just like vibing in the bathroom yep dancing in the mirror singing in the shower <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> objectively not funny you remember when that song was a thing yeah, i do um i wish i didn't but i do yeah man i wonder what happened to her anyway <laughs> um but yeah no anyway that's uh that's that for me but no very cool having a good time that's yeah. really cool and I, i'm really glad that i finally figured out that that's the the genre that i like yeah so I have, I have a lot more to listen to. I've, I've already picked out a couple names from that mega playlist that stand out a lot more for me. So mm. um, obviously Farside, Souls of Mischief um, I've, have really clicked with me. Um, Living Legends. Um, what else have I got that's really clicked? Were they like, were they the bigger bands of that time? Bigger no, groups? because a lot of, that's, that's the good part about this comment. Mm. These aren't all just really big names. A couple of them, I had to properly dig through Spotify to find yeah, right. because it was like, there were a couple that had the same or similar names and they were like the fourth or fifth result. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Um, Black Alicious is also one. Jurassic five. They're, they are a big one. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I've heard them. Um, you'll know this song for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. As have you most deaf? Sorry. Yeah. And, um yeah i think that's kind of the the big ones that have stu stood out for me yeah sorry go. no you're right um have you come across any like obvious samples yet oh yeah heaps yeah yeah there's been a couple like in oh, i can't remember which far side song it is but there was one where i recognized it and it was a it was a Jimi hendrix sample um and then i scrolled down into the comments and someone had listed all of the samples that they'd used in the song. Oh, really? With the timestamps. Damn. And like the Jimi Hendrix one was like number six or something. Yeah. And like <laughs> the rest. I'll see if I can find that because I thought that was super, super cool. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, huh. do you want to talk about your song while I try and find this? Oh, my song is pretty unrelated actually. Oh, okay. Then I might just try and find this. Yeah. Um, fill, fill the space. Uh, Phil, Phil, Phil. Um, uh, well, like the reason I asked, I actually on reels 
stumbled across like uh, Charlie Puth's stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's really good. Yeah. On, on reels. And I knew that he was like a a great musician. Yeah. But was this the, was this the video with for that Justin Bieber song? Oh, maybe it was one that he just went through like the samples. It was, he pulled oh, up no, like three or one. four hit songs, and they all had the exact same snare oh, really? <laughs> snare drum. Yeah, that's that's cool actually. Um, but yeah, like he's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, like he's I, crazy. I didn't realize how great he was. Anyway, that's just the reason why I asked about the samples. Apart from it's hip hop and everything sampled. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna be able to find this very easily. That's all right. Um, no, the one that I was I was talking about was because he produced. I'm gonna find this now. He produced. Um, no, <laughs> I'm struggling. I can't type and think. <laughs> um, he produced that really big Justin Bieber song. Oh yes, actually I did see that one too. Come on, Bluetooth, you can do it. Yeah, and it was a super simple thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh my goodness. Wait. It's crazy how much people sometimes overcomplicate the music industry. Yeah. Oh man, this is going to suck. But then it also frustrates yeah. me how beats are so great. This is not it. But we won't talk this about that. This is not it. This is not it. This is not it. Oh my goodness. You can do it. Uh, he doesn't even have that many reels. He might have gotten rid of it. Surely not. Maybe I saved it. Wonder if he got copyright. <laughs> that would be so funny. Uh, he might have actually. Yeah, there's a good chance. I don't think he's he's he doesn't have it up anymore. Oh. That's sad. Okay, never mind. Um, it was just him showing him showing how he did the piano bit for um, the new Beeb song. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. Maybe I liked it. Probably not. I did. Yo, go me. Found it. Yeah. Here's a song I made with some friends of mine. Oh yeah. That actually comes from this keyboard right over here. The Roland Juno synthesizer from 1982. I used patch number 27 on the piano part, and this is what it sounds like. We'll just here, let's do it before. Here's a song I made with I like that a lot. That's another testament to be like analog over digital. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Yeah. But I love that he's just like, that's this piano over here. And I use yeah. patch 27. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. He's same such with, a, yeah. Sorry. Same thing. You Have you seen the uh, Ludwig Gorsen when he breaks down um, yeah. Redbone? Yes. Oh, you did. Yeah, cool. Same thing with that. He's yeah. like, yeah, I, that piano there. That's, that's <laughs> that one. <laughs> that's the da, that's the ding. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. And this guitar, that's this part. <laughs> Oh, he's so cool. Oh, he's so, oh, there's so many good producers. I know. I love it so much. Ooh. Um, what was it? Who was I? There's um, oh, another far side thing. Mm. Um, he, one of the guys that produced a song for the far side, also produced a bunch of other hip hop over time. Um, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I am struggling today. <laughs> do -de do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by Jay Diller. So he produced a bunch of this, a bunch of like the early hip hop stuff. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to be able to find what he produced. Jay, Jay, Di oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> no, I actually can't. <laughs> um, here, disc discography. 
Discinomography. Production credits. Here we go. Okay. So he did... Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, my <laughs> Whoa, gosh. You're still scrolling. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Whoa, We're going to start. So he's died. he died recently. I'm just going to go through and I'm going to name just the big names. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Buster Rhymes. So this is 2020 going backwards. So okay. <laughs> Buster Rhymes, Common... XXX Tentation. Yep, that one. Yep. Um, Snoop Dogg. Bull. Um, wow. What else have we got? Um, Big Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most Def. This is obviously this is all aside from his actual his his own, his own career. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> MF Doom. Um, what else have we got? Drake. Common again, Buster Rhymes again, The Roots, Buster Rhymes again, um, Common again. Yeah, well, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot here. Oh wait, this is early two thousands now. Daft Punk. Oh, wow. for Daft Punk. Jeez, I uh, didn't know they needed a producer. Common, Buster Rhymes again, Most Def, Buster Rhymes again. Buster Rhymes liked him. <laughs> yeah, they must have been mates. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a lot of people. We're going into the late 90s now. Tribe Called Quest. Buster Rhymes again. Tribe <laughs> Called Quest again. Uh, Farside. Hey. Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes. Tribe Called Quest. Farside, Farside, Farside in a row. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow, okay, cool. Quite a quite a, a bodacious discography. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, great. Love it. You should see if you can find any like cassettes of their old stuff or something. Oh, that'd be sick. Mm. That'd be so sick. Yeah. Because I'd say if they're like six minute songs, they probably won't be on vinyls. No, probably not. Mm. But it's good vibes. I like it. Very good vibes. I like it. You got anything else? Uh, Not really. That went quick. Oh my goodness. It did go quick. That went really quick. Should we wrap it up then? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you reckon? Yeah, yeah. reckon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Free Show. And, uh, if you want to give us money, head to patreon.com slash the fresh show. Uh, Joe, do you have anything else you want to say? I do not. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Just for the record, that was not a problem with audio. <laughs> <laughs> it was just <laughs> <laughs>